Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. This morning we're going to do a couple things. One, I'm going to recognize what took place over the weekend with Focus Fellowship. And i got to say to our ministry, whew, it was a jam-packed weekend. Incredible speakers. Individuals I hadn't seen for a long time, being able to meet them in another role, and then to just be able to take in tremendous information about the kingdom and how we should live. So I'm going to share some highlights from that in just a few moments. And uh, Focus Fellowship is complete until August. I shared with my wife when I came home last night under the inspiration, and I'll tell more about that, as we had Dr. Kendrick Scott, one of our own local, right, Kendrick, who has furthered his education and all of that and doing a great job. Do you know that the goal of God is to inspire you? Did you know that the world is to deflate you? One of the reasons why we come into the house of the Lord is so that God will inspire us, that he would breathe upon us like he did Adam, okay? Um, So let this house be a house of inspiration. One of the purposes of Focus Fellowship is to tear down all the cultural norms that's been resting in this area because nobody wants to talk about it. If God brought you into Levy County or you grew up in Levy County, it's a great place, but it has to be a place of change. And if you're comfortable, what are you going to do in heaven? Make it look like Levy County? Make it look like Ohio? Of course not. We want it to be on earth as it is in heaven. We are always under change in construction. Always under change and construction. Are you listening this morning? Okay. Those who listen, learn, and grow. Someone said that yesterday. Those who listen and learn, they grow. Now you know the opposite. So I'm going to bring that up. But yesterday morning after our leadership uh, training, and I'm going to bring out a couple things that a man of God shared. It was just incredible. Pastor B was there. He did the entire morning with us. And uh, he did the worship. And then he did a presentation on worship. I'm going to have him come in just a moment. Because how many know that we take things for granted? Like our kids do. They just go home and expect to be able to turn the lights on. Turn the TV on. You know, the internet's going to work. Right? The washers are going to work. We take stuff for granted. Yes. I think sometimes we know what we want when we come in here, but we just take it for granted. Like, it's, it's automatic. It's not automatic. It takes dedicated people to bring us into worship so that he can flood our hearts. So I asked Pastor B if he would come for just a moment or two and share a couple highlights from what he shared with those who were there yesterday. All right, and then as soon as he's done, we're going to move forward. Oh, by the way, We recognize the men that were here, but guess what? Someone had to be here to open that up and make that happen and was out in front working 
And that was Bradley. I never showed up, couldn't show up. I was packed on calendar and schedule. So I want us, I, no, 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 no. He's doing that because that's his son. Uh, wrong. I'm doing it because he's called of God. He knows what it means to serve on the front end. By the way, how many want to be leaders? Would you like to be a leader? If you can't serve, you can't lead in the kingdom. Now, you can lead in the world, but then eventually they're going to kick you to the sideline because leadership out there is all about domination. But leadership in the kingdom is all about servanthood. There's a little nugget for you. So if you really want to be a servant leader, you got to follow Jesus Christ. Let's give a big round of applause for Pastor B for the work they've been doing in the cafe and then what he's going to share with us. Everybody say Romans 15.1. Say Romans 15.1. I actually shared that at the opening. Yes, I didn't know Dad was going to have me do this, but I shared that yesterday um, after the tail end of what the first speaker was speaking on, um, and that strength is for service. You'll hear me say that. You've probably heard, if you've been around me, you've, you've heard me say that, and I will continue to say it for the rest of my life because strength is for service. God will empower you. God will, God, as you humble yourself, God will put you before great men as you humble yourself. But always remember that the strength that he's given you to do that task is for serving other people and not, it's not for status, it's for serving. Amen? So yesterday, um, it really wasn't geared towards worship, my, it, although it was supposed to be, but I knew that everyone in the room was a leader of a church of some, of some aspect. And so we're all, all of us are actually worship leaders or leaders of worship. We're all worshipers, I should say. We're all worshipers. And one of the things that I shared was um, the three aspects of, well, let me say it this way. As I was trying to prepare what, what to speak on for just the 15 minutes that I had, um, I just didn't have anything. You ever had that moment where you're asking God for something, he just doesn't speak to you? So I did what comes natural to me. I put a movie in, <laughs> and I watched a movie. But I'll tell you what, the funniest thing happened because I was, I was doing all the things I felt like I was supposed to do, quiet time, put the music on, okay, God, please speak to me what you want me to have for God's people, and nothing happened. But I put a movie in from Redbox, and he spoke. Craziest thing. The first line of this movie said this, what is your why? And the movie is with Will Smith, um, uh, uh, Collateral Beauty is the name of the movie. It's not an action movie, so don't try to watch it at 8 o'clock at night because you'll fall asleep. Um, But it was a thinking movie. But the very first thing he said was, what is your why? And that's what I delivered yesterday to the church and the leadership there um, was, what is your why? Why do you get up? Why do you, go, why do you do what you do? Why are you still breathing? As long as you have breath in your lungs, God has something for you to do. Are you doing that? What is your why? And so I shared with them, if you've been here on Wednesday nights, I've actually shared those three, these three points. Uh, but the first one was the things that we do, um, our why is the purpose of the church is, number one, to minister to God. And that's why we open up with worship. That's why we took time this morning to, that's why I, I so enthusiastically tried to pull you into an environment where your situations can change um, is because I knew that once you get in front of God and you experience him, you're, you, you're, everything can change for you. How many believe that? And so our first why as the church is, um, is that we minister to God. It's why we set aside the first few moments of our service. Um, it's not a concert. It's not to display awesome talent. Uh, when we, at some point down the road when we have a live worship band, I will make it very clear. It is not for you to, to, to do the riffs the way, you know, the, the, we want talent, but we also want them to be anointed. 
Just because you can hold a guitar don't mean you can play one. Just because you can play one doesn't mean that you're actually anointed to do it. So anointing trumps talent any day. Okay, so the first, our first why is minister to God. That's what we do. Once we do that, it's to minister to the believers. That's what, that's what we do. We minister to the believers, not just if you're holding a microphone or if you're on the platform under the lights. We, as the body, minister to one another. So when someone comes down and you obviously they're, they are in, 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 a, in, a, in a rough place in their life and you feel like God is challenging you to go and pray with that person, not get in their business. You don't need to ask, what specifically am I praying for? None of your business. That's between them and God. But you feel like I need to, I, they need to be encouraged to know that whatever they're in, they're not there alone. We stand with them. That's the ministry of the church. Okay? And then lastly um, was ministry or minist- we minister um, to the world. That's what we do. Once we, what we do in here, if we're not doing anything with it out there, then you really didn't get anything in here. You just took up some time so you could tell people, I attended church. Okay? So, if, and I've always said this, if you're not, if you're not <clears throat> sharing out there what happened in here, then you, you didn't get nothing. You really, I, matter of fact, I, I, I question the deepness of your relationship with God, that's, that's the preacher in me, okay? I'm sorry, that, that probably slapped some of you in the face, and I apologize, but I'm talking to myself. If I'm not enthusiastically sharing what God has done in my life, chances are pretty good. I've not opened myself up for him to do anything in my life anyway, okay? So what is it? Number one, ministry to God, ministry to the believers, and then ministry to the world. That's our why. Come on, a big shout out right there. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So I know, let me look, make sure, yep, I do. I have at least one student who's been with me this past week, and I never mentioned this yesterday, but I'll show you how God connects the dots. All last week, by the way, you should do this. I was just doing it to make sure it's easy to come up. Go to YouTube and just put in, what is your why? There are incredible videos all on what is your why. Like, why are you here this morning? It's the religious thing to do. Wait till we get into God's word. You find out how Jesus dealt with religious people. We're dealing with miracles. Okay. So, no, we're not here because it's the religious thing to do. It's the Levy County thing to do. It's the United States thing to do. No, 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 no. Please, go ahead and Google. And if I get boring to you, go ahead and watch it while I'm preaching. I don't care. That's fine. Because I'm inspired. I'll be talking about that in just a moment. Of what God is saying to the church. So, yesterday morning we did a split on leadership. I did a presentation and then a young man got up and he looked familiar to me. And when they said uh, weeks, I go, weeks, 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 weeks. That rings a bell. And I'm thinking, where have I seen this kid? Well, he's not a kid anymore. And then he gets up and he starts recognizing some things and he goes, and he speaks to me and he goes, I remember you when you were coaching. I'm from Lake Butler. And it was like, ooh, Lake Butler. Not basketball-wise, mind you. I did that because if you were around in this region at all, Lake Butler back in the day, they were nasty in football. Like they won state championship after state championship. And um, I'm hoping Joshua's listening and... Uh, Bishop, he, he's a bishop now. I'm going, dang, you were a killer on the football field. How could you be a bishop? Ooh, dude. 
And he begins talking about the importance of the anointing. I'm not going to go through everything that he gave. Oh, I was taking notes all morning, all evening. I was just like, but I want to give you a, a couple quotes that he gave. And I want to see if any of you would like to have what was given directly to Bradley. Listen to what the man of God. Oh, by the way, Amy will like this. After he graduated from Union County, he went on to play football. I'm thinking, all right, maybe the Big Ten. No, Southeastern Conference, Auburn, Tigers. There you go, there you go. And he said this, Joshua. He said, there were better athletes at Lake Butler than me, but nobody could outwork me. And he got a scholarship to Auburn and was a freak there. Then he went on to work his next level of education at Indiana State, where Larry Bird played basketball. And today he's in the ministry over in Alachua. He'll be coming here when we can arrange it to minister in this house. But he said this to Pastor B yesterday, and I wonder how many would like to respond when st- and being able to stand in just a moment and go, you know what? Whoa. I mean, he walked right over to him. It's like, you need to check with me to see if that's all right, dude. <laughs> Even when your kids grow up, parents, come on, talk to me. You still have a protective eye over their lives. But as soon as he opened up his mouth to speak to Bradley, I was like, sit down on the inside. This is from God. Here's what he said. Take care of your vessel. The enemy attacks the vessel, not the oil. And then he said, man of God, you have, you have the anointing. You have the oil. How many of us in here have not been taking real good care of the vessel? That means your, your body. But you would like for God to really bring that to your attention. I just need for you to stand. I'm standing, by the way. I've got to take, because I'm running 100 miles an hour, and I've got to take good care of this thing. I've got to take care of this temple. Because we like to talk about the oil, but it's not. It's the vessel. We've got to take care of this. Okay? Right? All right. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we're going to get into your word in just a moment. But I just want to thank you uh, for Bishop Weeks. Man, whew, thank you, Father God. Sorry that he had to be over in Union County. We forgive him. <laughs> no, Father, I thank you. What a, what a powerful anointing he carries. And, Lord, I thank you for his life and his tenacity. Father, I thank you for the moments we were able to share afterwards. And now here we are. We're standing and we are honing in on that manna, that word that was given yesterday to one. We're asking, please help us to take care of the vessel. Help us to know when to shut down, when to get quiet, when we need extra rest. Help us to do the things that we need to do so that we can go the way you want us to go. Father, I thank you for this incredible house. It is a dynamic place inspired by the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. amen. You may be seated. He, he's not real favorable, he being Bishop Weeks of John Elway. I'm sorry, John, neither do I like you. You tore Cleveland's heart out with that 97-yard drive in that ice-cold weather. So I don't know. I'm sorry, John. John Elway, okay, legendary ball player. I got a smile back there. He knows That killed me. I felt like Jesus died on that Sunday when it looked like Cleveland was going to the Super Bowl. Never been there. And here comes John Elway, 97 yards, right down the... Don't tell me you can't. You can if you want to, even when it's cold. 
John Elway said, and I wrote the quote down yesterday, leaders get people to join them. Powerful. So let's keep serving. People will join. Make sure you start coming early because all these seats are going to be filled up with unchurched people who just want to come in and be inspired by the Spirit of the Lord. Well, last night, I had the privilege of introducing. It took me two hours to get him introduced. (laughs) I'm messing with you. Uh, Kendrick Scott, Dr. Kendrick Scott spoke last night. He only spoke on two things. I I want to pass it on to you because it's not right to hold the treasures when you can share the treasures. I can share the pearls in this house because I know what kind of people are in this house. He spoke on two things. Number one, forget the past and forgive the past. And he talked about a person who still owes him $20. (laughs) And I'm sitting right in the front row, and I'm thinking about some things. And he's looking right at me like, will you stop looking at me? But I knew it was the Lord, because he has no clue. He said, every time I see this person... And they start talking to me. All I see is a $20 bill on their forehead. (laughs) I said, I'm with you, Kendrick. I didn't say that out loud. But it was like, wow. And they start talking to me. And all I want to do is ask them, could you come up with that $20 bill, please? (laughs) So the Lord has been teaching him to forgive and forget the past. Okay? Because you can't move forward until you have. So I was rolling through all of my index files mentally going, okay, I forgive. Okay, I'll forgive there. Eh, postpone. I'll forgive. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on now. God, God wants us to go ahead and clean the whole slate. And there he, and he even walks up there with his FSU. Any of you FSU people? He comes up there with his FSU hat. It was like, well, aren't you something? He came out of Chiefland, ladies and gentlemen. He was a walk-on at Florida State. Nothing. There were times when Kendrick had to sleep in his car. They told him the only two things you can do is kill hogs and chase chickens because you're from the country. Man, they just put him down and ran him through the muck and everything. He earned a scholarship. He became a lifetime permanent captain at FSU. Bobby Bowden, of course he's retired, has used him many times to speak at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Then the last part of his speech last night was on being inspired. He said, our goal as believers is to inspire other people. And then he said this, he said, the the way that God breathed, because if you'll go back and look into the word inspired and inspiration, because all scripture is God-breathed, inspired, 2 Timothy, that was his key passage. Listen closely. Just like God breathed life into Adam, he wants to breathe life into us every day. So when I got up this morning, when I finally could get it to go, because it's been, I just said, inspire me today inspire me, breathe life into me. Yes, heaven will restore everything in you. Amen? Think about that. Heaven will restore everything in you. Let's take our Bibles this morning, and I'd like for us to go to the Gospel of Mark. And uh, it's uh, about 11.30, so about 2.30 we should be done. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I was actually invited today 
uh, to go to Gainesville. And um, <laughs> I just said to this incredible date, this girl just walked up to me. She said, hey, dude, would you like to go to Gainesville? You're really a good-looking man. Would you like to go to Gainesville? I said, well, let me check with my wife. Oh, excuse me. That was my wife. Oh, I loved him. Because I know how people are. They'll throw junk out there. Man, Mr. Weber, Coach Weber, he's got a girlfriend. It's not his wife. Please. My girlfriend is my wife. But I turned her down. Everybody go, oh. I have no juice, folks. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, here's the rest of the truth. LeBron James is playing this afternoon. How could I miss the Cleveland Cavaliers for, for, for a trip to Gainesville? Are you serious? Are you serious? My Cavs are on. Oh, yeah, you're a fair weather fan. You like the Cavs because LeBron came back from Miami. Dude, I was with the Cavs when they first started. Okay? I'm also a big Browns fan. They won one game last year. The prediction is to win none this year, but I'll still be a Browns fan, okay? So, honey, I'm sorry, okay? Any regrets, just call Cleveland, all right? Uh, No, I'm not changing my mind. I'm really going to eat and go home and just, ah, there. How many like to be a lounge lizard from time to time? Well, that's going to be me, okay? I'm just, I'm going to chill today. I've, I've got to get ready for a big week in front of me, and God is able. Amen? Let's pray. Father, in these moments now, around your word as we look at the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Amen. I forgot. I need all the, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I, I'm sorry, I just don't have any religious bones left. I need, I, I'm obeying the Holy Spirit because he just checked me, okay? I need all the young people to come up here real quick. I'm supposed to give you a key word. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, a little juice. All the young people. Do, 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 do. All the young people, get up here. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all are slow, and you have juice. Come on, young people. Come on, just stand right, real, real quick. Thank you, thank you. Come on, come on, right here real quick. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't be afraid. I won't spit on you but once. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Good job, good job, good job, good job. Your hand is healed. Your hand is healed. Your hand is healed. Here's what the Lord asked me when we were worshiping. He said, have the young people come up and give them this key name, and it's going to unlock things, and it will also lock out certain situations and individuals. Are you ready? I know, I know. We came all the way up here. We already knew that. This week, use the name of Jesus. This week, use the name of Jesus. Just use the name of Jesus. You will be amazed at what, what he will do. We have undermined the name of Jesus. We don't think there's any power in the name, but wait till you hear the message. Everyone say it. Ready? Go. Where's the guys at? I heard all the girls and the guys, unless you guys have changed your tone of voice. Jesus. Jesus. Really? All right, ladies, be real quiet, okay? All right, gentlemen, on the count of three, let me hear. Don't you dare scream it. On the count of three, I just want you to say the name that you're going to use, men, men. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Good. Now, will you join the ladies, please? Don't change your tone. One, two, three. Good. Give them a big round of applause. Thanks, guys.
And so now, Father, thank you for stopping me right in that prayer and to remind me that you wanted that to take place because you know what we don't know and it's not always our business. In Jesus' name, amen. Kendrick Scott said this, and he's okay with me just saying Kendrick Scott. He said, when you invite people to share their testimony, make sure they don't get into their business. He elaborated on that. Keep your business where it needs to be, but share the testimony of what he's done for you. People will come after you when you share your business. Okay? And he gave some incredible, and we were all laughing, incredible illustrations about how an individual starts to share their testimony, and the church says, amen, and all that, right? And then all of a sudden, they get into the business side of what's going on, and then people start going, and it shows up on Facebook, and okay, Share your testimony. What's one of the testimonies we walk out of here with? Our young people know there's a name that they've got to carry this week. We don't know what the business will be. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I was wondering why they had to come up like that. We don't know what the business will be for them this week, and it's not our business to know their business. Whoops. We don't like that, do we? No, we don't like that. It is my business to know everybody's business. Man, how's your business with the king going? It's not our business to know why Jesus asked those kids to come up here this morning. It is my responsibility to obey his voice. Now they have the name that they've got to use this week. Because we don't know what they're going to be confronted with. But every time they say Jesus, there's going to be a solution, there's going to be an answer, or there's going to be a wall that he will place for protection in their lives. Amen? So let's go to the gospel now for just a few moments. We're going to be in Mark chapter 1. We're talking about... Miracles, and do we believe in Jesus? No, do we really believe in Jesus? See, we love the miracles where Jesus raised the dead or he healed the sick and those kind of miracles, but how do we deal with, as a church, when he starts casting out devils? We don't like that, Jesus. No, we don't. I've been in ministry a long time, and I'll tell you what. People do not want to see Jesus delivering people from demons. It's like we think all devils are dead now. I know there's only one, Satan, but he does have demons who are a part of his underworld kingdom. Do you think because Jesus died and rose from the grave that Satan, yes, he's been defeated, but do you mean to tell me that all those fallen angels are no longer operating in darkness? They are. But the church goes, can't touch that, not going to touch this. Well, I present to you this morning the miracle of deliverance And always know this, sit under teaching that has authority and dismiss teaching and teachers who have no authority. So far, we have covered the virgin birth of Jesus, which is a miracle. Larry King said, quote, I would like to ask him, being Jesus, if he was indeed virgin born, because the answer to that question would define history. Anybody here without an earthly father? Anybody get here this morning without coming through the passage of um, proper relationships? No, every one of us were born with a mother and a father. I don't know how you got here, but you didn't get here like Jesus came. Jesus Christ defines history. 
Lord, let that be a reality in Larry King's life. Then we talked about changing water into wine. And you know, that's really big. Like we're all in on that. And then we talked uh, on healing of the royal officer's son. That was powerful. Last week it was about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now we're going to look inside the church. How many know the devil shows up at church? I'm going to read scripture now to show you that's where it happened. Okay? But Jesus never brought his attention to himself when he was ministering in authority. Hmm. Elizabeth Elliot said, Until the will and the affections are brought under the authority of Christ, we have not begun to understand, let alone accept his lordship. Amen. I love this quote, and maybe I can be a part of this because I think the church needs it. I'm saying the body of Christ. It's time for a new reformation in the church to call the church back to the authority of the Word of God beginning in the book of Genesis. Amen. The church is in need of a reformation. I know there's buildings going up all over. I know masses of people are going there on Sundays. But are people being delivered on Sunday and any other day of the week? Come on now. I'm going to read God's word for you this morning. Because we say we believe in Jesus and we believe God's word. Let's go there. Mark chapter 1, verse 21 through 28. Now they went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue. So we ought to do what Jesus did, right? Our Sabbath is Sunday, correct? We ought to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday. And he began to teach. Now listen closely. Make sure that you're under the teaching ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because Matthew 7.29 says, For he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. We have religious people and religious leaders in the body of Christ. But they have no authority. But they try to have ownership over your life. But Jesus was different. When he spoke, he backed it up with authority. You're about to see how Jesus backed up his teaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the people were amazed. Not the religious people. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority. Not as the teachers of the law. It's not, it's not a wand I'm, I'm waving before you like, whoa, wow, man, our pastor, highly educated. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about I've been around theologians and professors who can teach, jam up, and jelly tight. But I didn't see much authority behind the teaching. But you will see Jesus of Nazareth that when he taught, he backed that up with authority. Huh. <laughs> It's powerful teaching. Just then a man in their synagogue, didn't say outside, in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out. Stay with me. Let's listen to that demon spirit speak. Quote, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? You know, it's really funny. Let me just pause right there. It is really funny to me. I'm not making fun of them, but it's funny to me how demons recognize Jesus of Nazareth, but we have atheists that don't believe in God. What the heck is that? Devils recognized Jesus. Demons, rec- of course they would recognize him. They were all originally in heaven. But when Lucifer decided to reign and rule, 
be equal to God, of course he knew who Jesus was. Isn't that amazing? That in our communities, there are people who will tell you, I don't believe in God. Next time someone says that to me, I'm going to go, you're lower than the devil. I'm going to make sure I back up. Because that spirit, that spirit might launch. Even the devil believes in God. I'm an atheist. I don't, I don't believe in God. Well, look here, little spirit. Now, you can only move in that dimension when you have authority that backs up the teaching. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Now, listen, I know who you are. Ah, Rafiki, the Lion King, the Holy One of God, the whole, even the devils know that he's holy. The Bible says that they fear and tremble at his name. No wonder his name was released. Maybe there would be an adult. I'm going to be one of those adults that's going to take the name of Jesus with me this week. I've got an incredible week in front of me, and I'm going to need the name of Jesus. So let's see how Jesus handles this. We already looked at the fact that he began to teach them, and it was unlike the teachers of religious law. I pray that you're never swayed by someone who can speak and get your attention. I pray that you're always moved by the anointing and by the results that the anointing brings. If ever the, It's amazing how demons travel. This person had an impure spirit. All you got to do is come with me to the school. Let me tell you about impurity. Lord Jesus, have mercy. You think we were rough growing up? You ought to hear kids talk today. And the boys don't even care if the girls are around. They're just going to let it fly. Hold on. Yeah, that's the way boys are. No, 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 no. You ought to listen to the girls. Some of the girls, y'all don't need to be putting your head down looking away. Because if you can't hear the truth, receive the truth, you have no authority to walk in the truth. There are so many kids that have been touched with impurity that we need to, we need to ask God, please send your holy son over this region and cleanse the impurity that is so vulgar in our schools. So where did you get this authority, the religious people were asking. And so John 3, 2 responds. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. I want to release signs, wonders, and miracles. Are you willing to walk in the teaching ministry of the Lord who you say you believe in? And are you willing to pray that people that are bound by evil spirits, unclean spirits, that they will be set free by the power of Jesus Christ? I choose to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. I want you to always respond to the authenticity of who Jesus Christ is. Even the devils will say, I know who you are. But listen to what Jesus said. He didn't didn't make a show out of it. You know what he said. It's right there in our text. Be quiet, said Jesus, sternly. Sometimes we think Jesus was kind of like a marshmallow. No, 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 no. 
Jesus was very stern and said to that spirit that was in that person, be quiet and come out of him. Now watch, this is where churches go, oh, that's not supposed to happen here. I'm leaving. <laughs> Woo, Mufasa. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. Most of our churches are filled with religious people, period. And we now have made devils and demons comfortable. (laughs) But the authenticity of Jesus Christ says, be quiet and come out. I want to see that take place in this house, in our community, in Jesus' name. And may there not be any more. And if there is, Lord, cleanse me from it. I don't want to be a religious leader. I want to walk in authority. I don't mean authority where I trump people and like I'm the big dog. None of that stuff. But the authority of the kingdom surrounds my lifestyle. And I walk in his teaching. And I operate in his authority. And people are set free. Do you know how? No, we don't know how far an impure spirit will take you. Let me just pull this to your attention without going into it because I don't know that much about it and I don't have any facts. And the more and more you look at research, things should be based upon facts. Aaron Hernandez was a troubled young man. Extremely troubled. And I pray in Jesus' name that we can be able to launch out into the deep And like the speaker Friday night said, would you be willing to pick up your nets right now and will you launch them on the count of three as far out as you can go so that you can make an impact on the next generation? Our young people, our student athletes, our parents, adults, there are individuals that are suffering under the attack of the enemy and they need to be set free. Will you be willing this week to walk in kingdom authority? And change the landscape. And take no credit when victory has been won in the lives of people. Glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're almost finished. The Bible says at the end of that text, the question that came up was this. What is this? There was a response with amazement. And then one individual said in that text, wow, he even gives orders. Yes, he did. But remember, it wasn't the lost and the dying. It wasn't the perishing that were coming after Jesus. It was the religious people that could not stand the way that he upset their apple cart. And he did it time and time and time again. We need God's heavenly vacuum cleaner to come over Levy County and to cleanse this region. But it's not just here. We need it up in Macon County in Franklin, North Carolina. Because sometimes I know how the mind works. You know, he's talking about our county. He's talking about our people. You know, we might need to run him out of here. God needs to go to Ohio and he needs to go to Seneca County where I grew up and then over into the Cleveland area. Does that make sense to you? Cleveland? Does that ring a bell to you? For no reason at all, a man sees an elderly person walking down the sidewalk. 
and takes that man's life. Do you not think that that was a demon spirit? Of course it was. Of course it was. But listen to what Kendrick said last night. Dr. Scott said this. He said, when God begins to breathe, he never brings you to a place of suicide. He gives you life. He won't take your life. And what did the young man do when he was caught over in Erie, Pennsylvania? He took his own life. That's what the devil does. And I'm speaking over this region and over every region and across this nation that impure spirits and suicidal spirits and every demonic force that's coming against the minds and hearts of people, I bind those spirits in Jesus' name. And I command those spirits to come out and go quietly in Jesus' name and return where you came from. And do not return. You have no access into this county and into this community. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Holy One, Son of God. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, please? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.